Yo, what's up, Farbot? What's going on? What's good, Larry? Man, I love your I love your scene. I love what's going on in your room right now. Ooh, thank you, thank you. I call this botanical. <laughs> You're like matching the plants in your room. You got this like dark forest green overshirt look. Mm, overgrowth mm. facial yeah, hair. Yeah, <laughs> overgrown facial hair. Earth tones. Earth tones. Wait up, wait up. Wait up. Before we go any further, <laughs> I got to make it clear right here. Congratulations, Larry. I want to congratulate you. <laughs> Tell the people what I'm congratulating you. Why about, do you have baby. to start with this? <laughs> <laughs> because it's important for the people to know. I don't think that you you peacock hard enough sometimes, man. Um, I like to be humble. Larry, though. yeah, that's cool for a while. After a while, that doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> we're, 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 <laughs> take that sip. Take that nervous sip. Um, Larry, you designed a Grateful Dead collection, and that's like a dream project for you. You've you got to give it up, right? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very proud to have done it. Um, bucket list, you know, over the past like four years, it's been a divided time in our country, and I got really hard and deep <laughs> into hippie culture and Grateful Dead culture, and mostly it was just an escape. Uh, but then I found a community of people that were like so inclusive and so nice, and found, uh, met up with some old friends who are connected with some old friends who just you know, are on the same wavelength and were able to, like, put me in the position to design this collection. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and I just, I did uh, something that was true to me and tried to tell a story about not being able to travel and wishing I was on a road trip with my friends. So I tried to embed all that in the collection. And, um, yeah, it was, I mean, just such an honor. And I hope to do more. I'm, like, hungry to do more. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful work, and um, I know that, yeah, it, it was a big dream for you. Do you consider yourself a deadhead? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, now that I've done this, I mean, you can't deny that I'm not, right? Or oh, you no, you're embedded in the culture dead. right yeah. now. I just didn't know if you were, you know, you refer to yourself as a deadhead. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, for sure. Respect, man, respect. Yeah, I'm all the way in. I mean, what the coolest, other than being able to like have this notch in my belt, was just like people from the dead community reaching out and being like, "Hey, Larry, nice to meet you. I'm so and so from Vancouver, and I really dig your collection. And I bought a poster, like stuff like that." I'm like, "Man, that's cool. Like, I hope to see you on the road sometime. Like that kind of just." Man, and just feel good vibes, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm see, like, I'm privy to these scenes, um, you know, not, not deep in them, in this case, you know, Grateful Dead culture, but privy to them. And um, amongst these sort of subcultures, these sort of counterculture groups, uh, Deadheads, man, they got each other's back. Like, yeah, they're they're on it, man. I see these like tangents go on on Instagram, like, you know, someone might have like a dead poster in the background and then like another deadhead shows up makes a comment and then like three or four of you get to get it it, it, it just like you know it turns into a festival right there in the comment section right <laughs> yeah it's a commonality i think it's like we get each other to some level I, I love it i love just being parts of communities that aren't normally uh like full of asian dudes 
Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm out here representing for all of us. So. Representation, at least. Um, yeah. What was I going to ask? So when you get like, when you get like five deadheads in a room, is there is there a name for that? <laughs> I don't know. Is like this a, some kind of joke? No, no, no. <laughs> like like um, what is it? Like a conspiracy? You call them a conspiracy? <laughs> no, I don't is know about that. Is there any terminology that. for that? I don't know. It, it's a festival, I guess. A festival. It's a festival. That, uh, you get five yeah. deadheads in a room. <laughs> it's a festival. festival. Yeah. Right, or it's to... a lot. It's a lot. Like they call it, uh, like when, when you meet up before a show, like mm-hmm. in the parking lot, or there's like a dedicated area called Shakedown Street. Where oh, I everybody, love that. Yeah. Where everybody meets up. Like, so it's like, see you on lot. See you on the lot, bro. Oh, that's so perfect. It's like, yeah, a lot. I love a lot. It. Well, congratulations, man. I Thanks, think, bro. I think it's a big deal, and I think that you need to, you know, let everyone know what you got under your belt, man. That's a big one. Thank you, Farbot. Coming from you it means so much, so thank you so much. Ooh, yeah, sure, man. Coming from me, I guess. Um, Yeah, let's talk. What are we talking about? I mean, I have a whole list of things I want to talk to you about. First of all, I don't think I've seen you in person in a long time. And, like, we, we text all the time. But this is like the first time I'm really kind of like seeing you. It's through a screen. But the last time you came and dropped off some uh, Geographic North gear for me, and I gave sure. you, uh, I gave you a pineapple. <laughs> Best pineapple I've ever had in my life. No <laughs> yeah. doubt, that was like the most flavorful, juicy pineapple I've ever consumed. And she gave me the the makings for growing my own pineapple too. Yeah, were you successful yeah. here? Not no, damn, <laughs> well, that wasn't even close, man. Is is yours okay? Did you grow? Yeah, yeah. My well, so I put it. I put the st- the stem or the crown in like water, and it grew some roots. Did you have yeah. that? I got that far. I got okay. that far. I actually think that it tipped over, so I had it out there on on, on my on my patio or whatever uh-huh. or on my balcony. And, you know, it was in like a little glass jar or whatever. I think it tipped over. And um, I felt so bad because you sent me a photo of where yours was in its development stage. Yeah. And I wanted to send one back. I like I considered hopping on, you know, the Internet and and finding (laughs) a similar scenario of where it was like, oh, this is six weeks into the growth of a pineapple and like. Trying to slide it your way just so you wouldn't feel bad about it, but uh, oh, no, man. man. Don't my, feel guilty mine was about. Out. Don't feel guilty for your included. inability to grow a pineapple. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to feel like I'm part of something too. You know, I I, you I was really looking forward to it too. Oh man, you are part of something. You're part of this uh, design community. Elitist, such as myself. <laughs> boo. Why are you booing? I say design and you're like, boo, you're oh, a designer. Man, uh, uh, let me, um, I got this love-hate relationship with the, the Twitties. Big twi- the Twitties. Twitter. Okay. Twitties. Man, I saw, I forgot who it was. Somebody I follow uh, retweeted something that was like, it, it was like, you know, it had this its own meme format or whatever, but it was like, you know, $500 client, you know, and then it had underneath that this whole like super desperate, super like, you know, hold my hands and, you know, help me get through this, you know, you really got to bring it, like all this, like, you know, just 
a certain level of request, right? And then below that one was like whatever, the 50K client. And it said like, send me your invoice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I get the sentiment to that. And, and, and sure, you know, yeah, I'd much rather get paid a lot of money and not have to deal with whatever the, the internal feelings of the client. But really though, man, the thing here is that that's like probably the only $500 that client has. And they're looking to you to completely save their livelihood. Like whatever they, they got, you know, a, turmeric nut milk company <laughs> okay let's right, go right? and the 500 dollars in in the branding I, I i've spent all of my money on getting like top grade turmeric like the best turmeric i can absolutely buy and then like whatever the, the finest nuts finest nuts i got the finest nuts with the milk from them okay. so i only got 500 dollars left man and you know now i'm i'm hiring you well, I don't know how I found you, but I like you enough where through the gram I'm, at least, right? Through the gram, maybe. I don't know how I found you, but I'm willing to give you my last five hundred dollars. Hey Farbot, I loved your animated doodle thing on Instagram. Like could you do my logo? For build $500? me a, a turmeric nut milk empire, right? Yeah. And so okay. Uh, granted, I don't want to, you know, get numerous emails uh asking for me to comfort the client or whatever that meme was whatever it was demanding of the designer but really man that's a taste of desperation and and a little bit of you know income equality you mean the you mean the too. client the client with only five hundred dollars to spend is desperate they they, they only got need... five hundred they only got five hundred they need this brand and they need it from you and they're nervous about it they're worried about it and, and they want to make sure that you know you got it covered and that you're going to, but I got pushback on that. So I think number one, if you spend all your money on this nut milk, like you could have like maybe involved design earlier in the process. Right. And then like, bro, bro, I've never done this before. I've never ever done this before in my life. So designs the the afterthought. I got a few grants. I got you. I like, I like how we're role playing here. I like how we're role playing here. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't even know what design was till I saw your little IG squiggle. But okay, so on top of that, I didn't then, exactly. then 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 okay, fine. You found me because you liked my animated squiggles. Why can't you just trust I me to help. do it? That's basically. Why can't you just trust me? Maybe uh, you need, it's not oh, that I don't trust you. I'm I'm in a moment of desperation. This is all the money I have left. I need a logo because, you know, the manufacturer is telling me, hey, yeah. what am I supposed to put on this bottle of turmeric nut milk, right? But the logo's not going to save I'm this. I'm looking at you. The logo's not going to save this thing. It's like you're not asking for a designer to do a logo. You're asking for someone to, like, be your consultant on all this creative. That's well, the, see, like the, You can't just put it all in the logo. No, I mean, that's not, that's not what's happening with Mitt. Like, I, to me, the role of the designer, aside from pushing pixels and whatever, the visual arts end of it, visual communications end of it, is to it be is an expert. To educate. It yeah, is expert. Yeah, to yeah, help, yeah. To- you know? I totally agree. 
So if you're not willing to absorb the anxiety and stresses that comes with that shit, regardless of how newbie this client is or how little money you accepted this job for or whatever, yeah, bro, that's on you. you yeah, know, I don't, I don't be accepting five hundred dollars. Yeah, but I don't be accepting those. You're, like you're, you better, you're above five hundred. Yes, Oof, you better come with yeah. the K's, bro. Throw, come with the K's. Whatever, man. Throw throw it my way. I'll take it. I'm never above five hundred dollars and some anxiety. I'm I'm always man. there for those kinds of gigs. <laughs> five hundred dollars in a sharp. side. <laughs> Keeps yeah. me one with the people. Well, Let's okay. If you come, if you're coming to me with a five hundred dollar gig, you better let me do what I want, and let me have total freedom to just like have the most fun. And then you gotta buy it. That's Shit, how I feel. What a, yeah, no, that's fine. That's idealistic. You know, to me, that's idealistic. I, I think the reality of it again is that you are dealing with someone that does not necessarily know what they want. They don't know what you do. You have a lot more responsibility to the role of whatever. You can be whatever, yeah. a copywriter, a photographer. You have a responsibility to occasionally yeah. hold this person's hand and walk them through the rings of, you know, the depths of whatever design hell is, right? And it's, it's, it's a false equivalence I'm about to make here, right? But I want to kind of... This analogy comes to mind. So last year, you know, my pops took an L. And you know this, that, you know, he had a heart attack, right? And this was the first time, you know, any member of my family had been in a situation like this. And, you know, he's okay now. He, he's good now, you know. Good. He's, he's great, 100% healthy. He's with us, handling his biz, all that stuff. But, you know, at this point, you know, I'm – I'm really just like trying to wrap my head around this situation, right? And I'm talking to a lot of doctors, you know, I, I, I'm conversing with a lot of doctors, getting a lot of opinions on next steps, getting a lot of opinions of, you know, um, whatever specific techniques to do with the heart surgery or recovery and whatnot. And it, it was a really, really intense lesson in um, observing empathy from professionals, right? And so, you know, on one hand, you got, man, it could have been like, this, this person, I think, was considered like, okay, this is the Southeast Jordan of triple bypasses right there, you know? Mm -hmm. This dude is the best person at doing a triple bypass. And so I'm like, all right, cool, cool. That doesn't mean anything to me until I talk to him and he explains to me, A, what he's gonna do, how he's gonna do it, whatever, the chances, all this other mess. I need to have that communication. And yeah, you know, sure. I'm desperate. I'm absolutely desperate. And, and yeah. I want the best case scenario out of this thing. And you of course, this, go again, with... it's, like, it's a false equivalence. No, I get it's it. Not, you, you want know, a graphic designer and a... You wanna no. go with the person yeah, that exactly. is gonna go the extra mile, and I get that, but like, I never just do what the client asks. I always bring more. Like internal presentations sure, sure. at work. I'm not just like, here's my illustrator artboard, y'all. Like I put it in a deck. You know what I mean? Like you just got to do whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do whatever is asked of you. Um, and then and, and then, then some. Ability, right? 
Over deliver always, I mean, bro. Absolutely. So so when I see that when I see that tweet and I see that meme, there's this certain sense of arrogance that a um, in this case, a graphic designer is somehow above five hundred dollars. And Larry, if you're above I mean, five hundred dollars, like that's am. cool. <laughs> Fair enough. You can slide that job right over. So you know my email for that shit to me. Um, okay. So there's firstly that. Secondly, like, man, that's part of the deal. That's the deal you made with the devil when you decided that you were going to sit at your computer fucking 18 hours a day and, and mess around in some apps, you know? You yeah. have to understand that people do not know what you do. They do not know what – that you deliver more, you know, that you're excellent at this and whatnot. You're, you're educating, and I think that's, that's a responsibility that – that it's comes credible. with the job. I mean, that that was that's that's what I always give my client, even if they're only paying five hundred dollars. That's that's what it is. So you so, agree this tweet is garbage, right? Well, yeah. I mean, because it's ge- what, general there statement. I mean, that's, that's Twitter, it, right? right? You know. Yeah, let's, I know. But I feel the same way. I just way wanted when, you to say it was garbage. I agree. I totally agree. I feel the same way when I see people like just slandering like new soccer kits that come out. And I'm like, y'all don't even know it's like 18 month lead times on this stuff. Yeah, I don't like it's just like the complexity around. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you're you're dumb, like 100 character tweet is like just shows me how ignorant you are to the whole creative (laughs) process and all of this. Shut up. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, It's reductionist hot takes, and, and yeah. I struggle with consuming them that way. I'm, I'm taking everything at face value, like. But like when is, it's in what's in your field uh, of interest or your work, you're like, oh my god, I gotta expand this and discuss it. I get it. Same thing. Yeah, I I don't though. You know, it's like my you know me. I'm not I'm not very apt at social media, let alone Twitter, but. Like, I, you know, I watched, uh, what does that do? Fareed Zakaria on CNN on Sunday. He's got this show, Sunday mornings. I like Yeah, him. I've seen him. Because, um, you know, he tackles, like, foreign politics and, um, you know, kind of under the radar, but still extremely important to the overall uh, nature of how the world works. But um, my man had on, who did he have on? He had, I think it was the Chinese ambassador to America, and he had the Iranian foreign minister. He had them on there. And I watched this whole segment, and you know, Farid is real cool, calm, collected, um, you know, uh, some hard-hitting questions. He knows when to push back. Really good conversation. He doesn't get sensationalist. You know, he doesn't push push the limits like a, whatever, like a... Like a prime time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like a Cuomo. You know, this, this man's coming out in a different way. And, oh, man, it's terrible. This is what we're talking about. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, I watched it. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I don't do this, but I'm going to hop on the Twitties. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet at him, at him about, yeah. about how much I enjoyed his show, right? <laughs> so my dumb ass takes this thing over to Twitter and you know of course I spend like a good 20-25 minutes crafting this tweet on my laptop I'm not doing it on my phone I'm doing it on my laptop because I think there's room that means for you got up phone. that means you got up and walked over to the laptop oh no no see I, I walked up gra- I grabbed the laptop took it back to where I was before so there's all kinds of <laughs> Extra maneuver and extra effort. Anyways, man, like, I, I, I pull this up. I'm like really heavy crafting this tweet, right? 
I'm like, all right, this is it. You know, this shows admiration, gives you a little bit of meat on the bones of like why I, I thought it was a good convo. All right, blast it off. Hit blast. Blast that thing into the Tweety world. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, what happens if Fareed likes it? That'd be great. That'd be cool. Like, you know, it'd be my yeah. new favorite Sunday morning politics show. <laughs> but <laughs> naturally, like, naturally, um, that shit did not go down that way. Um, surely enough, I had someone within the first 10 minutes tell me that Fareed did not press the uh, Asian oh, ambassador, yeah. the Chinese ambassador hard enough on 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 xyz or whatever it was people gonna come for you if you go oh my god they came hard so before i even i like i didn't even consider responding to it i was just like all right let's let this shit flow you know just let it ride yeah let's see what happens maybe i'll turn off my notifications and you know come back a couple weeks later for you'd like it right man before i even had a moment to do that bow second one right out there like Oh, the foreign minister, this, uh, the Iranian foreign minister has no power. He has no say. Fareed picked the wrong person for his show. So now, now I'm in this situation where, like, oh, man, like I'm the dummy that thought this was an informative conversation. It was substantive and it had meaning. I'm the guy that decided he's going to go on the Twitties and defend it. And I'm getting hit on both sides, not even, not even just like, man, didn't spend enough time on grilling the Chinese, you know, ambassador. Man, he didn't do well with either interview, apparently. Oh, so come on, I'm man. So just Dude. stupid. And I'm no, just you're not stupid. praising I... this man, and that was it. People come for Bam, me all garbage, the time Bam, garbage, deleted that thing so quick. You deleted it? Bro, that's admitting defeat. Oh, yes, I deleted it. I blast that tweet you out, and I just let not... it sit. Dude, people came for me. I can't handle it, man. So, so I tweeted this thing a couple of years back about Malcolm Delaney, the Atlanta Hawks basketball player, who's no longer on the team. Oh, I loved him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had heard this story because our mutual friend, um, I won't say his name to put him out on the internet like this, uh, but he goes the same dentist as the Hawks uh, dentist. And so Malcolm Delaney was in there saying like, Coach Bud got to play me more, blah, blah, blah. Like, and he played me last game, and like, look what I did. I scored like 20 points. Like, blah, blah, blah. He was just talking all this garbage. And Coach Bud apparently was in the next room, but he didn't know it because, like, <laughs> all the Hawks go to the same dentist, right? And so I, tw- I tweeted a story about that, and Malcolm Delaney came for me. And was like, that's not true. Don't tell lies, stuff you don't know about. And I'm like, this is just a story I heard through my friend, right? And then all of Malcolm Delaney's stands came for me. Like, what? my mentions are just blowing up. I was like, man, this is so well, ridiculous. Time out, time out. Malcolm Delaney has stands? Bro, every NBA player has stands. Oh, man. What was he? He was like averaging at about five minutes per game. And, and, <laughs> and, and like two turnovers, <laughs> two turnovers and assists. About five minutes. And I got, he's I got, at you? dude, all of them. Of course, he's got me. the time to come at you, man. I Yo, know. Um, Giannis, Giannis wouldn't come for me like that. Giannis has no time to come. <laughs> Giannis, if you hear this, yeah. uh, what was I going to say real quick? No, no, no. Um, Malcolm Delaney, damn. It's yeah. funny. I mean, that you just went at him, though. you put. I didn't go at him. I was just telling a humorous story that I. Oh, heard. you went at him, man. Whatever. You went at him. <laughs> so, 
Hey, who is your source? Is this the same source that told you um, Bogdan's driving that Altima? No, different source. <laughs> different <Bogdan>. source? <laughs> different source. I, I totally forgot about that now and it's cracking me up. Bro. We got this player. I, I he's just like believe that. Highly recruited, like just a splash in free agency. We get this guy for the Hawks and it turns out he drives a Nissan Altima. I love it. I love it. I really do. Is that I, it's true like, Yeah, it's totally true. And then there's like that story about Danilo Gallinari who drives like an old forerunner or something. He's like, yeah, See, it's the only trying. car that fits They're... me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's, like that's, a, that's an aesthetic choice. But the Altima is like a neutral. It's like a... It's just what, a what, what they say, car. Neutral? It's an emoji of a car. <laughs> it's a car. <laughs> it's just a car, There's like bro. completely... There's like utilitarian vibes coming out of that right there. There's yeah, no consideration for anything other it's than got, getting to Phillips Arena for practice. It's got four wheels and a steering wheel and like it has a radio. It's it. That's it. It's car. Bogdan. But speak, speaking of Hawks, Bogdan. all right, we haven't gone to any games because there's a pandemic. People are going to games, which, you know, I just can't get my yes, head sir. around. Whatever. But in ideal no, world, we're back in the stadium. First game back, me and you, sitting in the 100s, of yes, course, sir. because we're making money. What's your fit? What's your game day fit? <laughs> how what are you wearing many to that first game? How dollars gigs? Let me ask you, how many of those five hundred dollar gigs did you throw my way between now and now then, and then? Where, I, where I'm making money? At least yeah, three. Yeah, between now and at then. At least three. All right, we got three five. So was that fifteen hundred dollars? Strip some taxes off that shit. So my game day <laughs> would <laughs> likely <Taxes>. be. <laughs> and yeah, consider that man quarterly taxes too. Um, so my game, oh, what you say? Okay, so my game, well, you go first. You kind of sparked this, so you go first. Well, I Let wanted you to tell me what mine was going to be, too. Oh, what yours is going to be. Well, I haven't seen you in You're... a hot minute, Larry, but it, I, I got to say, I think in, in one season, I'm going to go ahead and call it out like the 2016 season, your overlap of jerseys was maybe maybe i saw you wear a specific jersey twice yeah specifically twice you were crispy hot fresh every single game i met up with you there was not (laughs) there was okay what am i okay there was not a repeat in terms we got a new brand we got new uniforms what am i wearing to this first game back and then what are you wearing (laughs) to the first game back so i'm wearing i'm wearing my um whatever that that uh can't be one of one of my six kent baysmore jerseys okay kent baysmore jersey (laughs) i bought enough of them i gotta make use of some of them multiple brands multiple (laughs) multiple brand iterations of the Now, let me know. What, what month is this? Are we starting in October? Let's just say uh, we can go. We get the vaccine and we get to go to a playoff game. So that would be midsummer. Ooh, so we're talking July-ish at this yeah. point, right? June-ish, June-ish. We're coming June-ish, right? Ooh, okay. So at this point, I'm wearing the, the Kent Bazemore, probably that gross, gross blue one. You know, yeah, you know, let them know you've been a fan for this long. Yeah, disgusting. I've been through the I've been through the thicket with them. Um, so I'm wearing Navy that blue. one. Navy blue. Probably, probably gonna wear. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say some unique low denim shirt. 
I had uh-huh. this. I had like this, it's an over over shirt. It's an over, over shirt, man. Yeah. So I got I got I got a few I got a few denim shirts. Uh, some of them range in quality. This Uniqlo one, you know, it sits in a really nice place of like, you know, modesty. There's modesty involved, but consideration. Got modesty it. and consideration. And I think the the hue of this blue. It, it kind of worked. Well, no shit, man. We got. I'm using that blue. Okay, so I'm gonna jump over. I'm doing um, volt green black Kent Bazemore jersey. Okay. So okay. even more wretched than before. <laughs> <laughs> See that now pairs with with a denim shirt. Okay. So I'm doing that. I probably go some, you know, white Levi's 501s. Um, You've been known to wear some white jeans. White jeans. Uh, catch them off guard a little bit. I don't know, some slippies. I'll wear my suede slippies, maybe okay. some leather boots, some Chelsea's, some shit like that. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty You're standard. Wearing, any, wearing standard a hat? Uh, that's Summer a beanie? Or that's snapback? A I want you to answer that question. I can't provide all the content on this Okay. <laughs> I, li- I like it when you wear a Hawks retro snapback. There it is. There it is. First first day. Wait, let's take a break before I even uh, acknowledge what you're going to wear. Uh, I want to. I want. I want to put it out there. This is my show. Let's take a break. Uh, let's just take a quick break before we move on. I want to. I want to. I want to um, bring someone into this conversation that I think we mutually respect. Um, I love this man. This man. Uh, he's got multitudes. Just multitudes upon multitudes. Quinn Goitish. Boy Q, what's up? Is he here? He's not in this room. I don't know where he's at. He's not here. But I haven't spoken to Quinn in a good bit. I follow Quinn on the on the Instagramsies. I think occasionally he he comes through on Facebook and whatnot. I still got a Facebook too, Larry. Let's not even talk about that. But uh, Quinn Quinn um, is the only person I've ever met who uh, properly wore a white snapback he had yeah. that real crisp white one and you mm-hmm. know he he wore it a few times and that with the flat was, bill Ooh, yeah. the flat bill he had it and you know it was the red crowns yeah he can do the crown nice yeah it oh sits my up high. goodness isn't not only you know he's, he's just a towering figure of cool to me my mans can wear a snapback <laughs> beyond that beyond that but he made it look iconic. So I wanted to come on come on your show, and I wanted the world to know that Quinn, he inspires me to go further as a human being, not only in my creative pursuits, but also in, in, in how I rock that headwear, man. So how you can that wear That dude a, a made it look so hot. <laughs> Well, man's getting the rap. Yeah. That's so, so funny. Quinn's, Quinn's cool. What's up, Quinn? All right. Where are we at? My, Where? Oh. my fit. My fit always starts with the sneakers, right? So I gotta wear something that like nobody else has. So it's not gonna be some Jordans because everybody's wearing Jordan ones these days. So I would definitely not wear that. Um, if it was right now, what would you wear, sneaker wise? Um. Uh, I probably I'll probably wear some like Nike 
dunks, SB dunks from like 2003 that like heads can't get. So I'd just be like, y'all don't, like y'all are on this skateboarding wave now, but you don't have these. So I'd do that. I'd do something that like nobody in the arena will have. That's Um, fantastic. And then I'd probably wear like some, I guess the Hawks are in black these days. I'll probably do some black chinos. Rolled up okay. a couple times so I can wear a tall sock, tall white sock, maybe an NBA logo sock. <laughs> you used to crack jokes about me considering purchasing NBA logo gear. The NBA logo sock is different. That's just like sock all the sock. players. All the players would wear these NBA logo socks. But yeah, I don't want to wear a snapback that just has like the NBA logo. It's like, I love the league. <laughs> I love all the teams. I'm the commissioner. I, I'm in it for a good game, guys. Yeah. I just hope it's a good game. Uh, the art and then, of the sport. And then since it's summer, I mean, I've been really enjoying the jersey over a hoodie look, but it would be too hot for that. So... I might just do a jersey over like a long sleeve tee. Yeah. You can still do a long sleeve Black Trey Young jersey. Yeah. I just go in the building real quick. Because you know they pump the air in. Oh, yeah. no, It's it's pretty cold in there, man. I I don't know how often you communicate to your audience that you are, you know, um, the embodiment of, of Hawks Bros. I'm not the only one, but the, yes, there's there's a few of us that run the Hawks Bros account. On no, Instagram. no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, beyond uh, you know the account, like like the spirit, of, of the spirit the of the Hawks Bros. I guess, I guess so. But speaking of Quinn, he's the one that got this all started. Like we were all like kind of sitting in the six man section, being crazy together, uh, and we were started calling each other Hawks Bros. But Quinn's the one that started the social media accounts. Oh wow! I don't recall this. And then he and then he passed the handles off to me, but yeah. he's the one that got it going. He ordered the first piece of Hawks Bros merch, and then but I was this like, was a, oh, "This was just... this was a product of the GIF, right? Yes, the Hawks Bros GIF, right? Yeah. So they're all originated. From You're the in it. You're in it. I, I am the GIF. There's a GIF. There's a GIF on Deadspin of Hawks Bros, and it's me and Farbot and some other friends and some other people that. I guess we would call acquaintances going crazy for the Hawks. Yeah. What was that? Is that how you would describe was, it? Oh, absolutely. It, it was against the Cavs. I remember that. I don't think it was playoffs, but I think we were beating a LeBron James Cavaliers. Or Heat. Or was it Heat? I think it was Heat. It was Heat. Yeah, LeBron's oh. Heat. Kyle Korver hit like two threes in a row, and we were going crazy, and they cut to us, and we there we were. I don't know how many moments of unbridled joy, uh, of my unbridled joy is, is captured. <laughs> but, but that's one. That is certainly one of them, man. Like whenever like I'm down and out, you know, I, I feel like I can kind of fall back on that gif. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it's, I, um, shout out to uh, my boy Dave Hahn. Uh, we don't talk much nowadays, but I think the next morning... That gentleman sent me a text, um, and he sent me that Deadspin article, like just obliterating. Was he us. like, was this you? Well, no. I think he, he wanted to get the satisfaction of me being embarrassed by it. And you weren't like, I'm, you were like, I'm not embarrassed. Though. I loved it so much. I, I, you know, the commentary on that, that 
that story is, is just fabulous. They were I, roasting <laughs> us so hard. I but, was wearing I was wearing those uh, cardigan sweater. I was wearing a cardigan sweater over a Christian Leitner jersey. And I was wearing the same jersey. Twinsies, Leitner twinsies. <laughs> twinsies. And I had a cardigan sweater, and I think there was some sort of um, there's a comment that was uh, indicating that I was somehow um, the psychiatrist, and I had brought these. <laughs> Loonies, like kind of equating me to a Frasier, to a Frasier fan. Because a sweater cardigan is obviously, you know, Freudian or some shit. At, a, um, at an NBA game. At an NBA game. Well, fair enough. But, uh, you know, like I had brought all my patients and, and my patients were loving it. <laughs> it was just, the creativity that spawned from that, that story was, was fantastic. But, um, yeah, big up to Big Dave Hahn for falling flat on his face on that one. Oh, man, because, yeah, people hit me, too. They're like, yo, is this you? That's so embarrassing. And I was like, no, I love this. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. This, I, it's me and my friends, and we're having the best time. Yeah, it's it's probably the most transparent, like, you can catch me on the Internet. So so I hear you've been running a lot just by the amount of texts you send me asking about running shoes. <laughs> um, what, are you, what, are you, what do you have right now? What are you running in? I'm, I'm equal parts... Uh, proud and disappointed in myself. On, on <laughs> Man, you know, I'm stoked that, you know, so I started, I started running regularly like December 2019. And um, I wasn't feeling healthy. You know, I, my activity was like at a profound low. I wasn't really, really doing much. And, um, you know, I kind of want to turn things around and, and my personality is just like all in, you know, <laughs> burn yourself yeah. out, break yourself down. Um, and so, you know, I, I just started going at it every single day. Um, but I, I despise that culture, man. The running culture. What like, about, what about it? Um, like what's, what's so, like what's so gatekeeper about? I don't know many about- yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I got plenty of reasons I mean, for not liking a ton of shit. It's but not like it's a stop thing, and like, chat culture. It's not like a stop and chat culture. Y'all just running by each other, right? It's true. I, it's it's like the few runners, the few regular runners I have met, and I don't think any of them will hear this. They're terrible people, like genuinely awful people. <laughs> and I know that's not all runners, man. And I'm not out here trying to start some shit with runners. What about Skeets? What, well, what about who? J.E. Skeets. Oh, bro, I didn't know he was a regular. No, no, I didn't know he was a regular runner. I take it all yeah. back. I, I take it all back. That guy's incredible. I love that man. All right, all right. So but whatever. Running like, culture in general. Three motherfuckers have met. Running, running culture, culture in general. No. Um, Do you feel outside of it? Is silly. <laughs> Any sort of athletic wear, athletic, athletic, athletic leisure culture athletic leisure wear culture so i'm like no that's not even the right terminology for it all right so um those bros that run on their bikes those really expensive bikes on a sunday morning and like yeah, a in the tides of them and yeah. the tights they're like they got like whatever the ameritrade logo on the back of it yeah you know, you know they and, got sponsors and, and they're under. just owning the street god yeah. damn I hate that shit, man. And for no other good reason. They're probably real sweet people. I probably know a few of them. I have no idea. 
I, I just don't like it in that instance. And so I'm going to yeah. take a, you know, hard stance on it right now on your, on your podcast. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and equate runners to that, you know, like, so when I started running, you know, I didn't have the shoes for it. I didn't have, I didn't have none of the fits for it. And, um, I threw on some swim trunks. I put on some swim trunks and I put on a very baggy shirt and uh, I think I ran in like a pair of, um, you know, I had those old Nike Daybreaks, those yeah. old ones that I got, like, like not like meant for purple. running. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not meant for, not meant for at this point, not meant for wearing. But I threw those on, and you know, I started trying to push myself. So all right, half mile, half you know, mile, two mile. Um, my knees just felt terrible. My uh, ankles all sore. Whatever. All right, perhaps I need to invest a little bit in this thing that I'm doing. Who better to hit up um, than Larry, right? And, and I swear to God, man, I'm that $500 client right there. You held my hand as I went through this shit. And I you helped you me options. find the right shoe. You sent me options. Option one, I'm, I'm, option two. Yeah. The okay. listener should know I'm, I'm just pathetic at this point. I'm not even Googling. It's not even like I'm going to Google this. I say go straight to Larry. Whatever Larry says is word is bond right there for me. And so, uh, Larry, you just guide me in the right direction. This well, ain't here's the, the thing. only time. Like, I'm not even running shoes. I'm, I'm not even like hardcore running shoe nerd, right? I just gave you Adidas options and Nike options. Like if I if I was really into it, or if you had Googled like best running shoes in the world, you'd probably end up in some Hoka ones sure. or something like that. You know, that's like the I mean, next no, 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 no. tier. That's, that's the next tier of running elitists, right? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's that's. I'm not wearing those. You you got you got <laughs> just by style alone, right? <laughs> I'm not wearing them. I'm not wearing them, Larry. It's just style. I, that, I think that's partially why I reached out to you. I wanted to know. So, um, long story short, uh, I've, I've gone all in. I got some H and M swim trunks now, but, <laughs> but I got myself, I got myself some uh, what? Infinity React. Yeah, Infinity Nike React. Infinity Is that React. the shoe that I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Ooh, best run show I've ever owned in my life. Um, you know these old man knees, uh, the ankles, all that shit feels fantastic nowadays. And, and you know I'm gunning it. I'm getting a few miles under my belt. I feel empowered when I run by cars. Um, you know, like when cars are that, stopped, you know, they're sitting. <laughs> oh, okay, got sitting, it. Sitting, moving, whatever, man. I, I'm just like you know, I'm that guy out there exercising, Larry. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm putting in you. the work that you're not putting in because you're driving at this instance. But you don't know their situation. They could be on the way to work, right? <laughs> Fucking with you, Larry. I, man, I'm, I'm again. I, I, uh, I have no qualms with any of this stuff. It's more sensational as performance art. Did you watch SNL? This no, past I did weekend? not. I saw Phoebe Bridgers tried to have smash you... a guitar. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, speaking of um, sensationalism and performance art, you yeah. got. It's a really funny little subset of people, um, like really like music dudes, of course, fucking dudes. And, you know, like older folk that's just 
whatever, like, oh my goodness, you're smashing a guitar on TV. Um, they are they are steady on the twitties, um, upset like about mad? this. Okay. Oh, they're so mad, Larry. Like, it's so that, mad. Like that's and, what and you choose to be mad at. I'm like, yo, like, that's the letters? hill, baby. That's the hill you're gonna come at. Swing that shit, man. Break it again. It, it, I mean, I, I just come, I just come from the world of like listening to like punk, grunge, all that stuff, and like destroying the instruments is part of the show sometimes. So I just accept that yeah. accepted that as like okay, cool. She's smashing her guitar. Theatrics. I wish she had smashed it more. Yeah, like it didn't really fall sure, apart. Sure. I mean. The extent in which you smashed it, also do not want to critique that because I don't. You know, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Fine. There could be limitations in how hard you can smash a guitar on SNL. We don't know the complexities of it. But for real, like, why is this such a you know thing to talk about? I think know? people are just cool. people are cool. just generally bored and upset, and like the smallest things will just get them triggered. They got to go online and blast off. Got, Man, you got these like forty-five-year-old dudes that probably their dumbasses saw Chris Novoselich on whatever MTV uh, music video awards. See him yeah. throw his his, his shit straight in into the air. the air and land into his face. Come on, man! You know what it's about. You know yeah. what the culture is. I'm sure that got you so stoked when you were a little kid, when you were a little shithead, and now you're an older shithead, and, and, and you're gonna give this shit grief. Larry yeah. Lawrence, I'm not. So let me tell you about this. other things I don't like on Twitter. <laughs> we gotta stay on Twitter. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about something that we we both like. We both love good eating, and I sent you. Ooh. I sent you this list of Atlanta barbecue joints. I think it's like 22 Atlanta yes, barbecue sir. joints. Any thoughts on that? Like, let me just rattle off a couple um, things. Number one, Ziegler's rattle. Barbecue. Number two, Wallace Barbecue. Number three, Dave Poe's Barbecue. Number four, Thompson Brothers. Number five, Hattie Marie's mm-hmm. Texas Style. Number six, Heirloom. First one I've actually even been to or heard of. Uh, number seven, Das Barbecue. Heirloom? That's that's heirloom? the home team. Okay. That's the home team for me. But that's what I'm saying is right like... I think yes, Texas sir. barbecue is superior, but I don't yes, understand sir. like why this list is so extensive and like why it needs to be updated so much. Any thoughts on I your I think end? sometimes eaters, I think eaters just, so it's an eater article, right? It's an eater article, yeah. Can we can we talk about eater on here? Go, yeah, go for it's it. It's off limits. You're going to get. I, I ain't got no bridges to burn. That's fair enough. <laughs> I don't have any more left. <laughs> um, no, so <laughs> I think sometimes Eater just is listing out, listing out spots. You know, they're just saying like, just, "Hey, this came up in Google first. Check out this one came up first yeah, in the Google yeah, it's totally search." Cool. So. Yeah, okay. I think it's cool. I don't, I you know, I don't necessarily can say I've had any bad barbecue. I do. I love that heirloom barbecue, man. Dude, I'm not slaps. a Smyrna guy or whatever. I don't yeah. want to be anywhere close to Smyrna, and, and that's whatever. And if you're in Smyrna, man, sucks. But <laughs> I think that is that is 
That's fantastic barbecue. It's not it really traditional is. by any means. First of all, it's it's you know it's got it's got flavors that you don't necessarily equate with, you know whatever southern, you know, yeah. barbecue. I like to see but that there, happening. There's, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm all for the fusion, man. Fuck that pure shit, dude. There's you, you want to talk about you want to talk about unlikable people on Twitter. Why do you keep going back to being mad at Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) Do I have for some reason I have nothing else going on, man. It's like Bro, are you working? Have you seen that clubhouse? And then late at night I'm just screw Oh no 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 I haven't. Are you on the clubhouse? You haven't seen Clubhouse? Yeah, I'm on it. You want to invite Uh, invite you? I saw I saw what was it, TI on there talking talking some shit recently? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't use it. I'm on it. Uh, I just go in, and it's just like people doing this, but like with no recording. There's no posterity to listening to it, right? So you just listen to a lot of people just talk to each other. It's a big echo chamber. I don't know how it like That's cool. iterates into something like more useful, but. Yeah, I choose no, that's not to great. Use it. I mean, it's a form of communication in in a time where you know, I guess, but I call my friends, limited. bro. Just have a group chat, like you know, <laughs> just just have a group chat. <laughs> Absolutely, but, anyway. but you got to make money off. Somebody's got to make money off of it. <laughs> I know. So make make clubhouse. Uh, what were we talking about, dude? I'm sorry. Did you oh, try barbecue? New... Barbecue. Did you... Yeah, go. Yeah, go in. Oh no no! I was I I think you know heirlooms my my go. Yeah. Shout out to all the heirloom. I um, just feel like it was. You know, Fox Brothers cool. It was a is a long Adoss list. Barbecue's great too, baby. Yeah, of course it is. It's just this is a really long <laughs> list. For like, uh, it just didn't need to be this long. It just needed to list like eight places, you know. But again, sure neither. sure. It's a, it's a promotional just, promotional. Eater just note. trying to get clicks. Have you see, oh, I forgot what I heard of. Um, it's like a Jezebel or Atlanta, not Atlanta Magazine. I think it's like Jezebel uh-huh. or something. But they they'll be like, "Yo, we want to put your restaurant on like the top top places to eat at in Atlanta. Like, if you want to be on that list, like send five hundred dollars." <laughs> so then it's like not even a authentic list, you know? Like they're publications sure, sure. that do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, yeah, you got to make money somehow. <laughs> I don't know. That's terrible, man. Um, yeah. who is that? Who who does that? Who you said Atlanta I think magazine? I think it's Jezebel magazine. Atlanta magazine would never no, no, you. Oh, do, do people know that you were the face of Atlanta <laughs> Magazine for a while? No, I can't talk about that right now. But it, I'm, all I'm yeah. saying is, all, right. <laughs> all I'm saying is, like those are the homies. They do a good job. Love the magazine, but I'm saying other ones. Absolutely. That, like the ones that are like yeah, really ad heavy, so, right? Sure, sure. No, I, it makes sense. I, whatever. They, they're trying to make a buck. Um, wait, going back to it though, I, I, I want to talk about. Um, I think we're both big fans of Marcel. <sighs> I love Marcel, bro. Give me a seafood tower right now. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> Explain the seafood tower to those who don't know what the seafood tower is. 
it's like a multiple tiered dish that comes out and every tier has ice and it's just loaded with all kinds of seafood delights and you you can get like the small seafood tower i forget how much it costs it's like 50 or 60 bucks and i think it's two, a two-tiered uh, presentation or you can get like the 90 or 100 dollar one and it's like three or four tiers of just seafood oh my god it's amazing Incredible. I mean, that's how um, you know you're really yeah, doing no, I it love up. That place. When you get oh. the seafood tower? Yeah. Yeah. It's just celebration. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is um, so, you know, um, you know, transitioning from the Twitties over to the Instagrammies, um, <laughs> I'm following Marcel on there, right? And it's, yeah. and it's mostly because, you know, me, me too. I follow Marcel. breaks in life. To, yeah, you follow him too, man. I see you liking him too. I see you clicking. I see you um, liking him. <laughs> every single one of them. Speaking of which, so they got this one photo. I don't think got many photos like this, but they got this one photo of the steak. That I swear to God, they shot that shit in like 2015. They've been using the same steak in repetition. Uh, everyone, it's like every month month and a half this thing happens and he posts enough in between where you know you don't really catch it and, and you know i'm i'm up being bamboozled larry because i'm liking every single one of them <laughs> under the impression that this is like a, a contemporary steak this is a steak that was you know cooked today uh, you know even within the hour and, and they got this beautiful shot of it they threw it on the table it is the same steak that's happened since 2015, dude. It's the and I same. I like it every time. It's the same every photo. Every single time, I like it. A photo of like a steak, it, steak frites, <laughs> and you like it every time <laughs> it pops up. And they're on like a six-week rotation on this thing. <laughs> Constantly. Posting. They got the chimichurri. The chimichurri yeah. is drizzled on there. And I would, you would think that from the distinctive color of the chimichurri, you know, the amorphous shape of it, I, I'm going to pick up that it's the same photo. Not a chance, man. Every time I'm like, ah, oh, shit, they did it again. They next time. Another one right out the park. Next time it comes up in my feed, I'm going to at Ford Fry while you keep posting this. <laughs> Big four, come on, baby. Higher, whatever. <laughs> you, I know you got some dudes out there. Come through with the goods. They got a higher, like... They got a photographer. They got to hire, like, a boy I, Noggle. Like, take some new pics or something. Big Nog, yeah. Shout out to David Noggle. Do you know a nicer... Well, I know a lot of nice people. David is amongst the nicest people. Other people, <laughs> yeah, and he got jokes. He's got tons of jokes. Um, Larry, w w what I wanted to talk to you about did you did you go to that um, that MF Doom show at um, where, where was that at uh, Drunken Unicorn? Where I he, went to, he I went out to the a Doombot? I went to an MF Doom show at the Masquerade. I want to say it was. 2007, 2008. Was it Masquerade? Ooh, I'm gonna yeah, think. Was, was it? I don't know if it was Masquerade. Was it? Yeah, but he he did bring out an imposter, and everyone was like all mad about it. Um. That that was an instance we hadn't met yet at that time. I I, I don't think we had met yet, but we were in the same room, 
and mm -hmm. we were going through the same complex emotions. And I was thinking about it the other night, and now this many years later, where we're the close friends that we are, and the emotions of frustration and deceit that I felt that evening. And now I look back on it as like, oh, fantastic. I was part of this moment <laughs> in time when, when <laughs> Zoom was completely going above people's heads with this thing. Um, so, it was so, sentimental. So, I was thinking so, about it. So now you're like, oh, he really was the true super villain and it plays into his story more? Like, cause oh, I'm still, always, man. I'm still mad about that forty dollars I spent and didn't see an MF Doom show. That's cool. No, you did see MF Doom show. That is that, that is what an MF Doom show was. That was the the Doom bot coming out, doing Doom songs, everyone getting upset about it, everyone leaving frustrated. That that is that is the artistry there, man. Yeah, I know, but I just kind of wanted to. I wanted to see him do like that song he did on Gorilla's Demon Days. Like I wanted to see like a <laughs> real, real show. You want to see know? a performance happen. Yeah. I got you. Can I talk about, okay, so man, I'm going to pull this thread in here again of like, so I, I was, I was on the Twitties all late at night and I was looking at the obituaries that everyone's posted for Doom. Hey, uh -huh. I'm going to talk about what I live. This is what I'm living in pandemic. Uh, you just live on the timeline, and, uh, huh? Well, I, I, when, you know, I told you, man, eight o'clock comes around, who knows what I'm doing. But here's the thing. I was looking, you know, RIP, or completely, uh, rest in power, Doom. But I was looking at all the obituaries, um, and this was, you know, uh, December 31st. This was right before New Year, and I was looking at all of them, and, and you know, it's upsetting. It's, I'm a huge Doom fan. I've been a Doom fan for a really long time. And then some of those posts, like, you know, it's like, you know, post the first time uh, you heard Doom, right? And I have, like, this mega awesome story, and again, you know, I sit down at my laptop, and I started tapping, tapping away, right? And, and this turns into a threaded thing. I got to be like, all right, well, I'm typing this whole thing out. It's going to be threaded. It's going to be my, you know, real contribution to social media. I'm, I'm never really doing it on the Twitties, but tonight I'm, I'm going to spill my beans on this one, right? And I typed this whole thing out, and towards the end of it, you know, I'm just like, well, I have pretty much nobody knows this story. None of my friends know this story, right? I haven't told any of my friends this. Nobody really asked me when's the first time. You don't ask people what's the first time you heard MF Doom, right? And I, I'm typing this thing out, and I have this whole story, this whole account of, of where I was, how I felt, and all this other stuff. And I realize I'm just typing it out into this void, into this ether, to a bunch of people that you know may or may not empathize with it, or may know, may not know me, whatever. And, and, and it felt real strange. And so I just, my ass just started randomly started text. I copied and pasted everything that was in my little text that it fell on my laptop where I typed out this whole thing. And I just started sending it to, to my friends who I thought would care, right? So, to my people who would be like, oh, yes, great. Um, none of them responded back, Larry. On New Year's Eve, <laughs> you send them like six or seven threaded texts about your first time you it's heard too deep. without it's too deep it's too deep um i i really question you know what i was thinking at that moment but that's it that's all i wanted to tell you that's how i felt about the yeah situation. you needed to you needed to give them space to be in the right headspace to consume that story 
It kind of a, like how the brand time. standards document, you would want to give a logo proper spacing. <laughs> that <laughs> I, I signed an NDA on this thing, so I can't talk about which specific logo I'm talking about. But I sent it to you. I said, yeah. and then I went crazy. <laughs> to let the people know. Oh my God, Larry's never been so animated in a text dialogue before. You you really don't like. Um, I don't like, like a brand shit. standards document. No, I think they're a colossal waste of time to create, uh, and I I don't think they're that useful for another designer picking up a brand. I think it's better to make like this is a brand vibe document. Take a look, flip through this, look at the type we use. This, these are some examples. And go. You're a good designer. You should be able to figure it out based on the, what you're catching here. Uh, and, and I just think that those, those documents just are, are limiting and constricting. Sure. They, come from a, they come from a place of rules. And that's, I hate that page especially where it's like, this is the logo. This is the amount of clearance you need to give the logo. And I'm like, any good designer knows that you're putting this shit on a grid anyway. Sure. So no, anyway, that's that's reasonable. Crazy. I, you know, I think in-house teams nowadays have um, more capable designers than they used to. Yeah, I, I think you know, some, you know, it used to be we're just the best of the you have best. To give them the rules. Yeah. Went to agencies, so you yeah, you had to give them the rules in order for them to work with the brand or whatever. Um, but I think nowadays, like you know, really really competent teams going on there. So part of it is they don't need it. You know, you, they really don't need it. And, and they understand you don't butt this logo up against this other thing or and stick it like in a corner or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. Sure. Yeah. And, and then and then furthermore, I think it'd be a better use of time to have a few like brand auteurs that anything that comes out like goes by their desk so they can say yes this looks like the brand or yes or no like go change this right and i think that would be a better way of like creating a brand that like lives and breathes and exists so this is my pitch for me to eventually have a job like that because i think that i would be very good at it it's a good good pitch and i'd hire you <laughs> okay let's go but not for 500 dollars. Uh, that's all i got that's all my team Rick Nut Milk Scott. Um and that's not towards anyone specific, man. <laughs> the turmeric nut milk community is I gonna come for you. Swear God, I love both nut milk and turmeric, and if there is a turmeric nut milk out there, come at me. Hey, have you had the uh Coca Cola coffee drink? I have not. How's that? Uh well I don't wanna talk about it if you haven't had it. Is it good? I want to mutually roast it. Otherwise, it's you know no fun to talk about. But it tastes like Coke. It tastes like coffee. Uh, a little unsatisfying on both ends. Have you I had? Hate to say it. Have you had Bat Bat? I have. I have. Yeah, I like I like Bat Bat. I, Bat Bat's really good. But Bat Bat has no sweetener. In no, it, it doesn't. Yeah, so it's not it's not the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they they probably just saw Bat Bat and were like, well, let's. Let's do this. Let's make Coke Coke. Um, so it's you, gross, right? Uh, I would drink it again, but it's not like my first thing I would reach for. It doesn't taste enough like Coke or it doesn't taste enough like coffee. It's like, but and it's not meeting in the middle either. Did kind Octane, of a weird way. Octane had that, right? Fresh, though. They would just. Oh, no, drop that was. The, 
Yeah, it was beautiful. No, it was Drop the espresso right in a fresh Coke. I think that's a different story altogether. So yeah. it's not that. So it's, it's, it's not that okay. either. Interesting. Yeah. Do you like anyway. vanilla Coke? Eh, sometimes. I used, to, I used to like it a lot when I was a kid, but yeah. nah. What I, mean, was it? I don't really go for it. It's like World Cup... World Cup 98? Where, where that showed up? No, oh, no. It was like, we were in high school... Did it really, did it really drop like in the middle of a World Cup? I just remember a specific World Cup where I drank a lot of vanilla Coke. (laughs) I was doing bumps of vanilla Coke. I was listening to the weekend. Uh, No, you're you're one of those guys that I think is this is so genuinely pure, and I love this. Uh, Like we'll be at a Hawks game, and, and it's like third quarter is about to end and i'll be like yo i'm gonna go get a beer before the bar closes like you want one and you'll be like nah i just want a really crisp sprite i want a fresh sprite it's so refreshing and i'm like man you really made me appreciate sprite in that moment i mean is there a lie there (laughs) at that moment in time um being in that in that section you have to yell a lot and I am I'm not talking about in that section. I'm just talking about a, a Hawks game in general. But contextually, yeah. though, in that section, you, you were yelling a you're lot. You're yelling the whole time. There's a lot of exertion on your body. Um, and you're trying to, you know, trying to take off some steam, bro. And what are you going to do? Go get a Amstel Light? Or are you going to have a Sprite? And I prefer a Sprite. And I will drink my Sprite. And that's my I favorite. love how you chose Amstel. The... <laughs> so random. What's like the most? What's the most offensive beer in that situation? Like Amstel Light. Yeah, Amstel sure. be tasting like a coffee table. <laughs> it just tastes like straight wood. <laughs> Never heard beard uh, described as wood. That's incredible. What else we got, man? Come on, hit me with some, some, hit me with something deep. You know what's going to happen is that I'm going to at the end of this, I'm going to come back to you and be like, "Well, listen, Larry, I didn't feel comfortable about, you know, talking trash about every runner out there. You know, keep, keep you need to cut it. So then you got to fill in that space with um, with some <laughs> more answer. So what's that? You got to get me going, baby. What, what time? What, what you... time you got to go to bed? First of all, because bro, I don't got to go to bed anytime. All right. We can just keep up. going. We'll stay up. <laughs> I don't know. That's my list, bro. I don't know what else to you ask. Want, you want to hear my MF Doom story? All right. Let's go. Come on, man. Hear me out. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, junior high school is like summer. I got to take my SATs, right? And um, during the school year, my mom, she like she gives me $2 a day. For lunch, right? $2 a day is whatever. For lunch at that time, we, we could get by into it. I'm not very hungry. I'm not, I'm not hungry. I'm not a hungry guy when I'm in school, right? So I'm saving my $2 every week. And, I'm, and at the end of the week, I'm going to go buy a CD. Because, I, you know, I really like, I want to buy my CDs. And we ain't got the internet connection. And we, we don't have the means of, you know, downloading. That's how you got music. I used, yeah, music. Yo, I, similarly, I used to conserve my lunch money and go buy punk rock CDs. So there you go. Thing. There you go. Yeah. So I would, you know, I would save my money and I do it for weeks. And there was like a, it was like a month where, you know, I, I did not know what to buy. I, I, I'm, 
you know, I'm on these message boards, these, these, I'm primarily listening to rap and hip hop and, and I'm on these message boards. Um, okay player and shout out to Christy and George Gomez, original okay players that I happen to know now in real life. Wonderful people. But, you know, I would go on OK Player and, and you know, it's like, see what everybody was talking about, see what's the new thing, I gotta go check it out, I gotta go buy it, right? And everyone's talking about Doom. Everybody's talking about, um, you know, oh, it's Doom for you speak KMD, all this stuff. And I'm impressionable. And so I'm buying anything that these like cool heads on the internet are telling me is, you know, the thing I gotta go buy, right? But, you know, at the same time, I learn about, you know, these three dudes, uh, uh, three Asian rappers, Mountain Brothers. And I'm like, ah, cool. This sounds, you know, like there is like a 30 second real player clip of them on the internet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, real player. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go buy this CD. So I show up to, um, was, it, was it Blockbuster Music? Is it, whatever it was, it, it might have become Warehouse Music at that time, or vice versa. Block, went from Blockbuster Music. Blockbuster Music was the one where you could go and like listen to a CD before you bought it. They would open it for you. I remember oh, that. Oh shit! Did they stop doing that when it became Warehouse Music? Or oh, do, I don't. Do you know. remember that trend? I couldn't listen to the CDs anyway, so I was okay. really going on intuition and, and like artwork there. And so I show up North Lake Mall, Blockbuster slash Warehouse, whichever it was at the time, and I'm running around you know the rap section and I find it. I find that Mountain Brothers CD. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna buy this Mountain Brothers CD. Like, yeah, they got it. I'm gonna get it. And, you know, directly above it, because, you know, they got, you got the little stands and, you know, it's alphabetical. And above it, you know, I see this, like, shining beacon of this Doom record, Operation Doomsday. And, you know, it's got, it's got, like, um, Dr. Doom on the cover and, like, this all hand styles and all this other stuff. It looks real beautiful, like, real vivid and, like, really alluring and, like, it's just pulling me in. And, you know, I remember, like, oh, yeah, okay, player, they're telling me about Doom. I, I, I got to go listen to Doom. This is the big deal. I got to Doom it up. So I pick it up, and um, I, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't have enough money. You know, I get $2 a week for lunch, you know, and now it's summertime. I don't even get that $2. I got to eat at home. And this is, I can only buy one of these CDs, right? And I got the Doom CD picked up, and this dude behind me, and, and again, you gotta remember, I'm in high school, and I'm, I'm impressionable, and I'm dorky, and you know, I don't know how to keep it together. And so this guy behind me, um, you know, older, you know, just looking cool, just like a cool dude, tells me straight to the face, uh, you, know, you know, that's the album, that's the album, you gotta buy that one, that's the one right there. And off of pure peer pressure, you know, I couldn't say no at that point. You got this dude, this guy's kind of cool. I said, yeah, off of peer pressure, all right, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm buying this one, right? And Larry, there's no like sell, there's no like punchline to this story, but I bought that Doom record that day and I drove around and I tried listening to it and I did not like it one bit when I was a junior in high school. <laughs> I did not understand the production style. I was not music literate enough to know that this was fantastic and that this was, you know, all at once authentic and like innovative and the wordplay and all this. I could not appreciate it one bit, right? And so, you know, that happens and, you know, like, think like a year or so goes by and Doom's popping off again, new Doom album, Doom, whatever, Doom food. 
And I was like, all right, you know, I'm a whole year older, you know? I got more hair on me now than I ever had in my life. Maybe okay. this, this hits <laughs> differently, Larry. Maybe it does hit differently. And rest assured, that senior year of high school, I rolled around in my Toyota Tercel and I played Operation Doomsday practically every day of my life that year. Every single day of my life, man. I, I thought love you were, that record. I thought you were going to tell me that the guy at the record store behind you was MF Doom. I thought that's what I thought that's what nah, the punchline my, was. My be. stories don't really have any. <laughs> they really don't go anywhere, and they don't really have that you know, like insane like um, whatever like drop. Um, no, he was just a guy. I hope he's listening. He, he helped me out. It's a good year for me. Maybe it's it was the Doom Imposter. Maybe that's Doom who Bob. he was. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I cut this story out. That was a rambling. Yeah, you just story. went for ten minutes, bro. No punchline. What are you doing? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Whatever. Well, we got an hour and twelve minutes. I don't think anyone else listens this long. Is that true? I mean, some folks do. Some folks hit me later and they're like, "Yo, that Doom story was fire." So let's see <laughs> what right. happened. Good luck with that. Um, Thanks for yeah, coming man. on, though. Thank you for having me. And again, totally congratulations on that Grateful Dead collection. I just know, knowing you and talking with you, how excited you are to do that. So I'm really happy for you. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. Let's do this again soon. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Let me know, because if this isn't good, we got to re-record it, baby. (laughs) Dude, it's It's getting blasted out regardless. We can always do another episode. What photo? What photo are you using? Send me one. Oh, I gotta send it to you. Do you have a Do you have a recent? Can I pull it off your portfolio website? Yeah, man, we'll figure it out. I know you. All right, later. All right, peace, later.